Hi, you're listening to the AUSA podcast. I'm Brenna, the director of student activities. And I'm Luke, the podcast producer. Often you'll find us here chatting with some of the incredible people of AU, talking about life on campus, and of course, telling you about the events that we've got coming up. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to the AUSA podcast. Um, Happy Friday. Today we're in the studio with... Well, Brenna's here. Hi, Brenna. Of course. I'm always here. Um, and I Corey. feel like we live oh. in the studio. That's so annoying. <laughs> we live here. Oh, no. Anyway, go ahead, Corey. Co- and Corey. Corey. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> Corey. I'm Corey. <laughs> Corey, you haven't been on in a while. No, not since uh, Cat Team Introductions. Really? Wow. Yeah. How's things? Um, <laughs> How's it been? <laughs> How's um, Life is crazy. Like, yeah. All the time. Uh so many new things happening. Uh, I got offered a position in cancer research. Very cool. cool. Still going through organic um, <laughs> and just trying to follow Living after God dream. as best I can. Oh, I love it. Oh. Uh-huh. Love it. Nice. Well, today, um, after a few conversations we've had um, with different organizations on campus, then we talked last week about social media, mm-hmm. um, which was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about this idea that everyone um, is a leader and everyone has yeah. power and everyone has influence um, no matter how you think of it. We, we started talking about this a little bit last week mm-hmm. um, in the social media conversation, just about how like social media, yeah, is sometimes bad and mm-hmm. people like to focus on that, but it does give us a, a spot to lead well and mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Um, just influence the culture around us. Um, Andy Crouch in, in his book, Culture Making, has this quote, um, no one ever knows how much power they have. And I think that's really true. I think it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to realize like the fact that you are a leader, like in everything mm-hmm. that you do. And, yeah. and like at least one person is looking to you, mm-hmm. yeah. um, as an example and as a, as someone they look up to someone that influences them. Um, and that can be really sobering to realize, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, yeah. not even to just hear, cause like some of you are going to hear this and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But like once you like realize it, like once someone tells you that or once mm-hmm. someone, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it will happen. Then it's like, oh my gosh, why? <laughs> like what, what am I doing? Um, and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But yeah, do you guys have any thoughts about like being a leader or, yeah. Yeah, I think it's easy to think that you're not actually a leader. Um, like if you don't have like a specific position or mm. you don't, or you're not in charge of something that you're not a leader, but I think everybody is. And it is, it's literally impossible to not be. Um, yeah. mm. Like if I walk out of the podcast studio and I walk through Books and Beans and I drop my coffee and I don't pick it up, that has influence. Mm. Like I'm yeah. in a different way. I am leading and I've said to other people, communicated something that I care about, that I don't care about, um, and set some sort of example. And so even as simple as that, it is easy to see that we are actually leaders um, Mm. and you can't know the impact. Like those are a million people in Books and Beans that I don't know. I've never talked to those people. Um, But in that moment, I have power over them because of the example that I've set. Yeah. Yeah. I think being a leader is oftentimes thought of as like you are over someone. Mm -hmm. So you you don't think you can be a leader to those above you Mm -hmm. or equal to you. And so I think in that way, like, you can be a leader to those people in that you show qualities that they don't. Mm. Mm. And they look up to you in that. Yeah. Um, 
and then in the same way, they're a leader to you because they have qualities that you don't and you look up to them in that as well and you can learn from each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes that might look so differently than like how you might think. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's people I look up to like for the ways that they have fun and the ways yeah. that they enjoy the like people's company. Um, and there's people I look up to like intellectually. There's people I looked up to like, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, but like I think this phrase like look up to needs to be synonymous with the idea that like that person is a leader. Like yeah, that person absolutely. is leading you. Yeah. Um, and because most people have probably heard like, oh, I really look up to you or like I respect you or like yeah. I, I love this about the way that you mm-hmm. blank. Yeah. And those are all ways to say, hey, you're a leader. I yeah. value you and your example, the example that you live is important to me. Yeah. Um, which there's a lot of weight there. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people m- would maybe prefer that not to be the case. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I know I even wish sometimes that like I could just do whatever I wanted that it would have no repercussions because no yeah. one would like, no one would like take that down in their head and then mm-hmm. go and and do that themselves because um, they think that that is what is good or even have people think that that's something I stand for. You know what I mean? Um, and like uh, James Hansen talks a lot about how like for BCM specifically, like you don't. It is such a myth that you need to be on leadership team. You need oh, to have yeah. the title of BCM mm-hmm. community group leader, or whatever to be a leader um like a few weeks ago we had a guy come to our group for the first time and he just like went off like just like spat fire Mm -hmm. was so good and i was like what in the world and like was like speaking into guys lives and i was like that's like our everyone's responsibility you know what i mean to like live that out in your own way uh, to the people around you and just lead by example and lead Mm -hmm. by influence Mm -hmm. um which is hard and so i think that's something that's like very up there. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's a, especially on a college campus and a mm-hmm. university setting, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can get involved. Obviously we've talked about some of them like super in depth, like you can apply to be an RA, you can um, apply to be on BCM leadership, uh, get plugged in at RUF, apply to be on RUF. I don't know how applications work, but you, mm-hmm. you get the gist. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's so, like student working, like there's so many different avenues for like, mm-hmm quote-unquote like official leadership but also like I think there's a lot of tangible very real ways to do that not in an official role kind of like we just talked about right Mm -hmm. so what are ways that like that you guys have seen or that you guys try to do even um that people live out leadership like in the day-to-day I think one way that I think of seeing it is Sort of like you said, Luke, in people's presence. Mm. Um, so one person that leads well in my life is John, my boss, um, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago. John Grop, he's the best. Um, and for real is the best boss. But one way that he for sure leads in ways that I know that I can count on him is that he is going to be like steady. He's not going to be overly emotional about anything, um, even if it is something that maybe deserves some emotion. He's not dramatic. He's not gossipy he's not like waiting for a rise or anything like that and that is one way that he leads me because I can be those things like I can get frustrated about somebody's decision and like be way too emotional about it um but one way that John leads me is by being like such a steady presence Mm, um so I think people can lead in the way that their presence just is like in the way that they just exist Mm. um so yeah that's one thing I thought of about you Corey being consistent 
is definitely a mm-hmm. huge role for uh, being a leader. And that's like what shows that you care about people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows that you want to be there for those people and have sway in their lives. Um, can I take this part? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, so this past weekend is spring retreat. Stephen uh-huh. Swan spoke. What a guy. Holy Spirit works <laughs> through him so well. Um, and he said when prompted about uh, sharing the gospel to your friends and being a leader to those around you that may not know Jesus. Um, he said to live it before you speak it. Mm. Um, so like living out what you're trying to guide mm. people to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of needs no explanation. I think yeah, that's bro. like, that was so good when he said that. I was like, Oh, nice. And then I was like, <laughs> also, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> um, I think also Nate Calvert came and spoke uh, to BCM. I can't remember if he said this on a Thursday night or at our leadership meeting, Corey, but he said um, it was on the Thursday night because he was talking about the tongue and, like, how much power it holds. Um, Like, he was talking about if there's a ship, right, like, you need, like, the tongue is the the rudder that steers the whole ship. Mm. Um, So... If you're going, like, by yourself, and that's, like, okay, cool, if you mess up, there's not a huge, mm-hmm. there's not, like, much repercussions there. I mean, yeah. you're, you might crash and burn and sink, but, like, it's you know. It's just you. It's <laughs> just you. But, like, what if you're the flagship, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a whole fleet? Or, like, mm-hmm. even just, like, one of three ships mm-hmm. that yeah. the other two are following. Um, and, like, yeah, I think that's everybody. I don't, yeah. I, I think very, I I would venture to say that maybe there are no people that are just not influencing anybody else around them um, yeah. in some way. Yeah. Um, which is super important and super scary, like we already said. But I think, I think one thing, um, one more tangible way to kind of understand this responsibility and approach it is like sit down maybe with some like a journal and some coffee and just like think about like what what do you have like what have you been given Mm -hmm. Um, like what Mm -hmm. gifts what talents what qualities have you been given um and like where are you placed like where are you like obviously oh anderson university yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but like like what roles have you been placed in what positions what classes have you been placed in what person have you been placed next to in organic chemistry you know what i mean like whatever it is and then how can you connect those things you know what i mean how can Mm -hmm. you take the okay, what have I been given? Like what gifts, talents, qualities do I have? Good and bad, right? Some that I can capitalize on, hate that word. Some (laughs) that I can uh, maybe work to improve. And then who can I do that alongside of and who can I show that to? Like I think there's another side of leadership, like being an everyday leader that um, is like, we can't do that alone. We talked a lot about collaboration Mm -hmm. and I think that like that comes in here because Mm -hmm. if like, if you have peers that are also showing you how to be a leader, then like that's just something really special. Do you know what I mean? Um, and just like tapping into that, this isn't really something that you need to like do and figure out and like, Oh, like I need to change my life in a drastic way to like be a leader. Like this is more something I found in my personal experience that like you just realize, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you just like, open your eyes one day and you're like, oh, like there are people, whether it's 12, 15, 20 community group guys or like 
two of your closest friends yeah. that look up to me um, and like look to me for in some ways like how to do homework the best or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how to interact with people and put kindness forward or how to do you know what I mean like everyone does something this sounds I don't know how to say this in not a way that sounds a little like prideful everyone does something better than somebody else yeah, yeah. Um, and sure. I think when we all realize that there's so much humility there yeah. and there's so much room to learn and there's so much room to grow in the ways that we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's one thing that's been helpful to me is like literally sit, make a list, like actually make a list of things that you are, you have been given and that you have and then the places that you are and how you can mm-hmm. connect those things, how mm-hmm. you can bring yeah. what you have in, into the spaces that you are, you are in. Yeah. Um, another thing I think I, Another thing I was thinking about is we talk about this a lot on our team, how we're culture setters, Mm. not culture setters, sorry, temperature setters. Mm. Um, So in a room, a thermostat just, a thermostat sets the temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Thermometer reads the temperature. So a thermometer is just saying like it's 78 degrees, Mm -hmm. but the thermostat says we can make it 65 Mm. degrees. Um, And I think about that a lot as I think about being a culture maker and a leader um, because we do really have that influence. like to set the temperature and I tell our team often like they're going to follow our lead they don't Mm. know differently especially at an event they're going to do exactly what we tell them to do they're going to like feed off the energy that we have if we feel chaotic they'll also feel chaotic and weird Um, but if we feel so pumped and like AU is the best place ever they're going to follow that too and so I think that is one easy tangible way in my life that I try to be a culture maker um, and try to remember like I have power over the spaces around me um, and I can speak life or death. Um, The power of both is in the tongue. And like you were saying Mm -hmm. about the rudder, Mm -hmm. I can really set the temperature for either of those. Mm. Yeah. I think like that thing we, we always say about thermostat thermometer, like Mm -hmm. that is at the heart of what culture making is. Do you know what I mean? Like actually working actively and consciously to set the tone for something, Mm -hmm. to set the culture for something rather than just like letting it happen and yeah. let it letting it run its course and kind of um, correcting as you go along and doing things like, no, 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 like make sure you're in a space where you have thought of those things and you have, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so you can actually execute them um, rather than just kind of letting them happen to you. I mean, it's like the whole thing, like, oh, do you want to oh. let life happen to you? Or I don't know what it is like, yeah you know. it It's definitely an active versus reactive yeah. mm-hmm. oh, for mm-hmm. sure. mindset. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think like it's so important for leaders, parentheses, everybody mm-hmm. to be active. Do you know what I mean? Not be yeah. reactive or not be passive. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I think, and like this again, like we're getting to the heart of what it means to be a culture maker. Like we, if we think of the, the things to be aware of when we're, or cautious of when we're analyzing culture, it's not enough to condemn culture to critique culture, to consume culture or copy culture. Yeah. If we're contem- condemning and con- critiquing, we're being reactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we're just consuming, that's passive. That's passive. And yeah. copying is like somewhere in between those. But if we're creating new things and cultivating already existing things, be better, more beautiful, that is the most active thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it really is about being active versus being reactive versus being passive. Um, and it's like a chain. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm going there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Psalm one, uh, I'm going to pull it up so I don't butcher this. 
Pitter patter, pitter patter. Um, <clears throat> uh, hold on, hold please. Corey, give us some elevator music. Just with your with your mouth. I don't know elevator <laughs> music. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, someone. Uh, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, stands not in the way of sinners, sits not in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. First of all, meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, nor the Lord, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Okay. Do you know that's my screen background? I did not. It is. Wow. We read Great it at song. church earlier this year, and I love it. Very good. Yeah. If you don't know this, this is going to be cool. It's like a – it's a – Talking about being active versus reactive versus passive reminded me of this um, because it's a it's a in Hebrew especially it's very the words all sound similar um, so walks not like first you're walking with the wicked and then you're standing with the sinner so you stopped and you've you're mm-hmm. just kind of standing yeah um, and then you're sitting so it's like this downward progression mm-hmm. of like walk not right. stands not. It's not like literally getting more comfortable with exactly the people that you shouldn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then like wicked and sinners and scoffers kind of mirrors that um, downward pro- projection in mm-hmm. in Hebrew in the ways that the words are um, constructed in the ways that the things that they act like actually mean mm-hmm. more more nuanced than just wicked sinners and scoffers. Um, but I don't know. That seems obvious to me now. But like the first time I heard that, I was like, what? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I that think like. Wild being careful to not get comfortable where we are, mm-hmm. um, to yeah. always look for ways that we can grow, to always look to people around us, um, to the examples around us so that we can like be better, do be better. Be a tree planted. Be a tree yeah. planted. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yield fruit in our season. Um, prosper in all that we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so moving from there, like, what does it look like to be active against walking and then standing and then sitting? You know what I mean? How do we push against that consciously and actively, that downward progression to passivity? Mm-hmm. One thing I can't stop thinking about lately, and maybe this is just a random rabbit trail, but um, how much community and actual other people in our lives matter. I think I can convince myself any time that I don't need people that like, all I need is God, whatever. And sure, maybe, but iron really does sharpen iron. And I've been so influenced by the people around me. And so I think one of the ways that I don't walk, stand, sit is um, put myself on the hook to the people around me. Mm. So our church uses this language a lot. Like you're on the hook for people and people are on the hook for you. Um, And in this like tandem relationship that we build, sometimes I'm high, sometimes I'm low, but regardless, my posture towards friendship is that I am open and honest and vulnerable. Um, And so when I am walking towards something that I shouldn't, what is best case scenario for me is to tell myself, to be honest about that and say to my friends, help me not. Um, And so I think community is a massive part of that. Like that is how I don't, go that way and sit with sinners um yeah 
Mm. Yeah. Using like the people around me to help me do that. Because I alone am not strong enough and I know that. Yeah, I think that makes sense that the the way to combat that is to like <clears throat> walk and stand and sit with the the opposite yeah. people. And I think yeah. when you do life with people around you that are not wicked and sinners and scoffers, mm-hmm. then it looks more like sit than stand than walk, um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I think I think this might be helpful for people to kind of look at like some of the qualities of a servant, uh, uh, someone who has authority, who has um, influence and who is a leader, right? Um, And like we talk about how everyone is a leader, yes, but I think not everyone recognizes, is aware, taps into whatever word you want to use, these things in their own life. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of these might be hard for you. Like Mm -hmm. some of these, some of these are hard for me. Um, so don't feel like, oh man, I'm a bad, I'm, I can't do it. Cause I, you know, these things. Um, but the first one I think is grace. Um, I think grace is like, I mean, grace is at the heart, at the core of, uh, the Christian faith. So mm-hmm. to live in a way that puts grace forward in our jobs, in, in the ways that we interact with the Chick-fil-A employee who forgot yeah. our sauces and <laughs> the way, like all these different things and like wrapped up in grace is kindness and love and mercy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, grace is hard mm-hmm. a lot of the times mm-hmm. because like we're naturally wired, I think to feel slighted by people mm-hmm. just yeah. here and there and for no reason. Um, and so, yeah, how do what does that look like in the day to day? Like, what is grace? Grayson? <laughs> no way. Grayson. No way. <gasps> Never rock. My name. <laughs> 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 I will say it was much warmer in line than it was at the ticket table. So. Oh yeah, you got to stand in the warm part. Okay. All right. Bye, yeah. Grayson. Speaking of grace. Exactly. Grayson. Grayson. Enter Grayson. Grayson. Grace for our sin. <laughs> Slam poetry. Sin. I hate it so much. Jesus died for our sin. Cynthia's. <laughs> Jesus no, cried. No more. Okay. Okay, okay. Grace. Um, what does Grace look like in the day-to-day um, for you guys? Mm-hmm. Whatever um, you have to say. This, this may be trying to jump the gun a little bit, but Grace to me definitely uh, – grows out of humility mm-hmm. um, because if you're prideful, you think everything's about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think you deserve the world when you really yeah. don't. And so when those slights happen to you, you don't have grace towards mm-hmm. those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are different levels of slights mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. people's betrayals to you, whether they betray you by not giving you your honey roasted barbecue and Chick-fil-A <laughs> bag. Or if they unthinkable completely stab you in the back yeah. as a friend, yeah. um, and so having humility in those allows you to realize that you know it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Everybody has those days. I mean, they do. Um, Everybody knows what. <laughs> and so having that humility allows you the chance to say, "Hey." I realize everybody messes up. Mm-hmm. I mess up right. every day. Mm. And so I'm here to forgive you because Jesus died to forgive me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he has forgiven me of what I do wrong against mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I don't have anything to add. Yeah, that's Killed perfect. Killed it, Corey. I think we can <clears throat> hop right into humility. Um, I think these are all so connected. Mm-hmm. But humility especially is, I think, I don't want to say the most important. You know what I mean? But it is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, crucial. I think, especially for, and I don't want to just like <clears throat> alienate one side of our audience and just talk to one, but like, especially I think for college guys, yeah. um, like humility is not the first thing we think of when we think of masculinity. Um, yeah. And that's pretty lame. Um <laughs> But I think, like, just, like, bringing it back out in general, like, to be humble is to recognize that, like, one, at the forefront, God's way is better than my way. Yeah. Um, and two, like, maybe other people realize that in certain areas of their lives, and maybe I need to realize that myself as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <clears throat> maybe other people understand this a little better than me. Maybe other people... Yeah are more talented than me in this area. Like, and like, that's the way, that's the way they can serve the church. And I need to stop like trying to one up them all the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Um, Cause I think pride manifests itself in so many different things. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, pride is like so many people have said like pride was the first sin. Um, not trusting God because Eve wanted what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Her heart was aligned with something else, um, with her own desires. And so I think it's when our hearts become aligned with our own desires that we can't, like we, we won't lead well. We can't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because yeah. we leading is about having other people's best interests in mind uh, before your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, of course, if we have our own interests in mind, then we can't, we can't do that well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, when thinking about leadership and humility, um, I think oftentimes when you're a leader in the world, you think it's all about you, um, Mm -hmm. that you're now in this position of power and like people look up to you. And so then you're like, oh, yeah, it's me. I'm doing all this good stuff. Um, But humility in a leadership position comes when you realize that God's the leader Mm. and we're just trying to follow after him as best Mm. we can. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's like when you're in kindergarten and you have a line leader and everybody else in the line is doing what the line leader's doing. Mm -hmm. God's basically the line leader and we're supposed to realize that and then mm-hmm. walk like he walked um, and lead like he leads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that example. That's mm-hmm. good. Oh, and then the line leader gets all the glory for leading the line. Nice. Not the other people in the line. That's true. Yeah. Who are leading like the line leader. Yeah. Yeah. So no one's, no one's looking at the kids. That. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, great job, guys. Yeah. Following along. <laughs> yeah. Good job to the leader. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that is too, like, so important, like, when we lead well, it's not of our own ability or accord. Like, obviously I think that can, that can shift pretty quickly to an unhealthy place, to a wrong, yeah. a place of wrong thinking where it's like, well, I can't do anything right. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, yeah. wretched man. I am. Am I? Anyway, I think like with humility comes interruptibility. Um, mm-hmm. and we talk a lot about yeah. this, um, 
just like in every circle that I run in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like a thing now. I don't know if someone wrote a book and talked about <laughs> it or like what or happened. We all just got really terrible at it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, wait a minute, you need to do better. But um, this is something that I've been trying to do better at because like I love to talk a big game about rest and about um, like living a slow life, all of these things being unhurried. But then, like, if someone is like, hey, do you have 15 minutes to sit and talk real quick? I'm like, yeah. I don't like I, I don't know if I would say no, yeah. mm-hmm. but I would do it begrudgingly. For do you know sure, what I yeah. mean? I wouldn't yeah. be like, oh, I'm like so glad to do this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this thing where it's like if you're walking through the calf and you have like you, maybe like 35 minutes to eat and someone stops you to just like see see how your day's going or yeah. like whatever. Like that's an opportunity for you to see how their day's going. Like. Why wouldn't you stop? You're yeah. like you're not in a rush. Like if you have somewhere to be in five minutes, that's one thing. Like you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. even be then. responsible, be consistent. Yeah. yeah. But like, if like, because if you stop and like you get into a long conversation, like I think it's fine to be like, hey, like oh, I have class. Like you want to do this later this. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian, like you were saying, like if you're if you have five minutes to grab a to go box, or whatever it is, and someone's like, oh hey, how are you? Like what's up? Like how are you actually yeah. doing? And why would you say, oh, okay, oh, I got to go just in a, in a, in a moment? I don't know. That's, yeah. that's something that is like, I say that, but then I don't do it. And it's like, oh man, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like we talked about earlier of like leading yeah, by learning from others. Mm. And um, one of the greatest examples of in- interruptibility that I've seen is with Trey Hazelden. Mm. Shout out. Uh, me, actually. me and him were hanging out one day, um, having tea time as we <laughs> do. And, uh, one of his roommates called and was like, Hey, I'm halfway to work and I forgot my computer. And Trey literally said, okay, where is it? Grabbed it. And without hesitation, with a smile on his face, hopped in his car and drove 10 minutes down the road mm. to meet his roommate, to take him his computer for work. And I was I just kind of sat there and was like, hmm, would I do that <laughs> yeah. in that situation? Or would I be like, okay, do you need your computer? Mm-hmm. Like, could you go without it today? Yeah. When I was sitting there doing nothing. Right. right. Um, and so just learning from that, mm-hmm. that's such a good example mm-hmm. of just taking time out of your day where you're not really doing anything. You're to yourself and serving someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes um, hand in hand with like humility. Right. Like, Let me be selfless enough to be interruptible. Exactly, yeah. Because nothing else is actually more important than the human right in front of me. Yeah, yeah. and serving other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, like, another great example of interruptibility is Sam, uh, Sam Walker. Just, like, I can't count the amount of times that I've been with him or just hanging out or talking or whatever. Um, And someone just, like, goes by and he's like, oh, hey. And like has a little 30 second conversation and then yeah. you go, you know what I mean? Like we're on a walk and he just, um, but I think, and this isn't, I'm not, I'm not talking about Sam or Trey anymore because yeah. I think they do this very well. But I think sometimes um, interruptibility can kind of stomp on intentionality. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Because if you're very interruptible, if you're just so kind and so outgoing mm-hmm. to everyone you know, um, that's not a bad thing, of course. Yeah. But Corey, like if you and I were having like a, a serious conversation in books and beans or where, wherever it was, yeah. um, and someone came up 
I I would hope that whoever was kind of leading the conversation would like be like, hey, actually we're like we're in a in a serious conversation yeah. right now. We're mm-hmm. we're chatting um, about something that's important. Um, like sorry, yeah, you know what I mean. Or if like someone, a, hey, yeah, give us five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, so this like, is important right now. Mm-hmm. But I think if you take be careful not to take interruptibility too far, where you're no yeah. longer intentional with people. Mm-hmm. Um, where like Brennan, you just said like you're conscious of the person in front of you because yeah. like I think that cuts both ways. If somebody, if you're sitting, if you're walking through the calf and someone from their seat is like, oh hey, like what's up? How's your day going? That's an instance where you should be interruptible. But if you're sitting in the calf with a friend who you're talking yeah. with and it's like a real, you're like you're getting down to it. Yeah. And some like someone else you know and love walks by and you go, oh, hey, how's your day going? It's the same thing happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the wrong place, you mm-hmm. know? So I think being cautious of that um, is something that's super important. And I think, I think everyone knows that. Yeah, but I think it's just easy. Like we're we're so easily distracted, mm-hmm. and we love the people we love. So yeah, uh, yeah, that just happens. There's mm-hmm. definitely a pride problem at both extremes of the spectrum of trying to say hey to everyone you see, or um, on the other end, not being interruptible because yeah. it's your time, mm-hmm. and you don't want other people to impede on your time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, getting to either end, yeah still shows less humility right right mm-hmm. it's funny how that yeah. works yeah, yeah. <laughs> um another thing is joy and i mm. think like this is not something i think of when i think of a leader or a culture maker i think we can i think leader just also i think leader and culture maker are synonymous if you're mm-hmm. making culture if you're actively yeah. seeking to create new things and cultivate already existing things to be better more beautiful um then you are you're leading, you know what I mean? And if, if you're leading, you're doing that without maybe even knowing it. Um, but I think one thing that is important and central to that is joy. Like yeah. approaching the things that you do joyfully um, without grumbling hearts. Like kind of thinking of like Trey in that moment, how you said he's like, just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. And like I can picture it in my in my head, mm-hmm. um, how he's just so not nonchalant in like a in a bad way. Yeah. But like, just like, oh yeah, unbothered. like this is un- yeah. just unbothered by it. Like it's an um, everyday thing and, for him. And happy to do it. Not yeah. even just unbothered. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's something that is tricky for me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, going back to Psalm 1. Yeah. In verse 2 it says, but his delight is in the law of yeah. the Lord. And mm-hmm. if we don't have that delight in the Lord who like fully satisfies us, we won't find joy in anything else because... Mm nothing else will satisfy us Yeah, to mm-hmm. the point to where we can have that joy in what we do. Right. And we can have that joy in what we do because it's not a life or death situation because Jesus has died so we could be fulfilled mm-hmm. in that. And so that makes everything we do joyful. Right. Because yeah. um, we don't have to worry about like literally anything fu- else. Yeah. yeah. Literally fulfilling the law or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Um, a lot of times I like I used to have a really hard time like figuring out what joy was because I grew up like hearing like joy is Jesus, others you, which like, sure. 
but that seems a little hollow. <laughs> is that VBS? <laughs> yeah, VBS. Like, I don't think I've heard that. VBS, no, Sunday wild. School, <laughs> Children's <laughs> Church, whatever it was. Um, yeah, but I think if you are in that spot where you're like, what is joy? There's so many places in Scripture where you can go yeah. and and see joy so tangibly. Like, just look at the life of Christ. It's even to be interruptible. I, for every single one of these, you can look at yeah. uh, the life of Christ. Um, but going back to interruptibility, like, boy, was Jesus interruptible. Oh, yeah. Um, literally so many times on his way to do one miracle, someone's like, uh-oh, emergency. Yeah. And Let me touch his clothes. He's like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's just hang out then. And yeah. it's like, his disciples were so mad all the time. Like, what are you yeah. doing? And he's e- like, even to a woman worry. who didn't even want to interrupt him, yeah. wanted to just touch his clothes and believe that he would heal her. Yeah. Um, and he stopped and like showed her kindness yeah. and said, who was it that did this? Mm. And then wasn't angry about it as so many other people would think. Right. Um, and just showed love in that moment. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, I think that's good, Corey, what you said about uh, like kind of looking back at someone um, for joy. And there's so many other places like uh, James and Philippians and uh, Galatians and uh, I mean, the whole entire gospel of John, <laughs> the Bible, <laughs> the whole um, Bible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then lastly, I think patience is so important. Um, and this is kind of just these are like some of the fu- fruit of the spirit. But also I think like. I don't know. It's different. Anyway, <laughs> patience is like if you're a leader, like leading takes time. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about earlier in this season, we talked about gardening. Um, and if you are holding influence over people, if you people look up to you, if you are living living an example that people are watching, which you are, mm-hmm. yeah. then like and you become aware of that and you become intentional with that responsibility don't expect everybody around you to just kind of latch on to the things that you're doing and do them perfectly and super well. Mm -hmm. Um, Very tangible. Like if you say, if you lead like a Bible study or something like that with like people who like are interested in getting to know how to read scripture better, how to navigate scripture better. um, And you like, it would be ridiculous. I think everyone would agree if during the first like time you met you kind of like dove into say you're like doing genesis of course i would choose that um (laughs) and you're like talking about creation you're talking about the patterns in genesis and you're like don't like don't do that your first time do you know what i mean like you need to ease up to that um and so i think the same thing it would be so silly if you would expect everybody after the first time to like be great at that and to do that and like be able to lead next week like oh hey you're leading next week and it's like i don't know that i'm here because i don't know how to do this i'm with you because i need to learn this um and i think like that so often is why i look to other people is because like i recognize something that i am not great at or i could get better at Mm -hmm. um and i'm like hey like can we get coffee once a month so i can ask you questions about this one thing that you do really really well Mm -hmm. um and that has been so life-giving to me. So I think, but it takes a long time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even with myself, sometimes I've gotten frustrated, like, man, I wish this could just be, like, yeah. I was talking last night with uh, my community group, like, we were all saying how, like, boy, do we wish we could just kind of speed up the sanctification process yeah. uh, mm-hmm. ourselves. But, like, 
if we could, that would defeat the, the whole point. The point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not anything that we do, you know, like that's just missing, missing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like prayer is, is something that requires patience and prayer is something that requires consistency, mm-hmm. um, which I think consistency, like another thing that a leader should be like, we can literally sit here, like you said, Corey, like, I think we can literally sit here all day and just talk about things that we've seen in other people that make Mm -hmm. a leader. Yeah. Um, literally like qualities that we look up to, um, and that like are looked up to in general. But yeah, I don't think we should sit here all day. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) you want to have that conversation. You let us know. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll tell you about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the podcast fight, hustle and hurry. Ooh. Uh, John Mark (laughs) Comer says, start where you're at, not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's stuck in my mind of yeah, dampening down that frustration that you get when mm. you don't get from point A to point B in two seconds yeah. like you right. want to be. Yeah, right. And that just fosters so much patience with yeah. the process um, of just mm-hmm. not trying to jump, but trying to go through the journey. Right. Yeah. Um, and realizing that you need to start where you're at. Yeah. Um, and just let God work to get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And of course we're all leaders, but the best leaders are the people that it didn't happen for in a second. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like the people that we admire most are the people that crafted and cultivated for a while mm, yeah. um, to have what they have. Yeah. Sometimes and have I'm, the influence they have. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes I'm hesitant to say this because one time I said it and people were like, <laughs> but um, Jesus waited 30 years to start his ministry. Do yeah. you know what I mean? He developed his his character as a human person yeah. mm-hmm. for 30 years yeah. to wait for the perfect moment to start like officially leading. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that he wasn't like doing that already, right. um, but do you know what I mean? Like, man, if Jesus took the time to make it right before he did it, make it right before he did it, then so should we. And like mm-hmm. Jesus was perfect. Like he right. didn't right. have sin in that. So how much longer? We do. Yeah. How much longer is it going to take us? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's good about uh, fight, hustle, and hurry. Mm-hmm. That's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Oh, I had something to say to that. What did you say? Star. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, G.K. Chesterton, amazing uh, Christian author. He was writing in the like 20s um or yeah somewhere around there he has this quote it's about prayer um but i think it kind of applies broad strokes to everything we've talked about um he said we are always novices when it comes to prayer we're always beginners and so many people have like c.s lewis dallas willard like uh, so many christian thinkers and and authors have kind of re repurposed that and reworded that Mm -hmm. um Forward and backward. Like Mm -hmm. people said that before Chesterton said it because I think it's just true. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like we can say that about like we're always beginners when it comes to learning how to do this, Mm -hmm. like learning how to live and lead at the same time. Yeah. um, It's so hard. And just admitting that and just realizing that and realizing that there are people who you look up to and that lead you like that requires so much humility Mm -hmm. Um, and it's hard. But <laughs> my chair just went down. <laughs> what? Your face is like. <laughs> that was so scary. Um, yeah, that's all I had for that. 
I had something else to say, but now it's gone because my chair <laughs> fell. My chair <laughs> lowered itself. Um, yeah. To end, this might be kind of a bummer note to end on, but not really. Um, I think it's important to consider that, like, no matter how much we may want to, um, we can't change the world. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, there's humility in that too. Mm-hmm. But no matter how much we want to, like, we don't have we don't we don't have the influence to change the entire world. We mm-hmm. don't have the yeah. like you and I do not have the influence to change the culture of the, the American Protestant mm-hmm. Church. Mm-hmm. We don't. Um, and I wish we did. Yeah. But you do have the power and influence to change your friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then from there, maybe your friend group has the power to change your campus ministry mm-hmm. or your community group or your hall or your hall. Or, and then from there, maybe your hall or campus ministry or um, like grade or whatever it is has the power to change the culture of campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and the culture of Anderson University has the power maybe to change. Like, do you know what I mean? It like ripples out like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like we can't change the world. But in a way, yeah. I, we have a part in changing the world. For and sure. mm-hmm. boy, if that isn't the, the biblical story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like God inviting us back into his his plan of changing the world, literally redeeming the entirety of creation, um, which is cool. And next week we're going to talk about that redemption, talk about um, the garden and the city. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that episode. But this was a fun one. Do you guys have anything to add about that? Okay. I can close this out. Yeah. To close this out, I – I heard this quote yesterday. In the beginning, God separated light from darkness, and that is forever our task as well. Um, Mm. It says nothing about changing the world. It says nothing about fixing social justice. and like It doesn't say anything about any of those. It just says God separated light from darkness, and that is forever our task as well. Mm. So I hope that is encouraging to you today. Um, That is all that you've been given to do. (laughs) And (laughs) quite the big task. Yeah. But also a small one. Like, I can do that with... One person today, right? Push back the darkness. Um, yep. And so. there's so much freedom too in realizing that you can't change the world. Yeah, like yeah. like you're off the hook. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank y'all for this conversation. Yeah, this was a, this was a fun one. It was. Yeah. Y'all have a great weekend. Thanks for coming, Corey. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> and of course, we're going to tell you about the events that we've got coming up. So. Happy Friday. Tonight we've got Spring Fling. We hope that you have your ticket to come dance with us downtown for that. Um, it'll be a fun time. If you don't have a ticket, shoot us a DM and we can probably help you get one. Mm. Um, tomorrow night is Spring Fest, which we are so excited about. It's kind of like the pinnacle of our spring semester. It's kind of like yeah. what we've been working towards. Really all of Spring Fever I'm Week. Excited. But Spring Fest should be so fun. So 6 to 10 in the quad. Special guest. Special guest. Uh-oh. Jordy. We can't wait. We can't. Jordy and Common Pops and ABC. Oh, you don't know who that is, but they bring rides. <laughs> this really makes sense to you, but they bring some rides. And maybe some other fun treats. Maybe. You have to wait and see. Um, and say. then we've got like kind of a weird short week because it's assessment day on Thursday. It's good Friday on Friday. We maybe have a surprise event coming, but we'll tell you about it later. Um, so that's a wrap. We'll see you after the long weekend um, where we will have an episode coming out on Good Friday. Yes sweet um so make sure to listen into that one but then we'll be back with normal fun 
soon. <laughs> Confused about what days we're on, so soon we'll be back. Sometime soon, we'll be back. Soon we will return. Yes. Okay, bye. Bye. Blah, blah, blah.